Hey everybody, welcome to Dirty Cakes Live at 5. Today we're going to have Dave Catching on the show. Super awesome guy. Uh, we've been blessed to go out to his spot, Rancho de la Luna, in the middle of the desert and make a record and we made great friends and wanted him to come on here. He's uh, been known for all sorts of awesome things. I thought I had my... Uh, I, I had my Mojave Lords uh, matches that I stole from him somewhere around here, but oh well. Uh, anyway, uh, he's from the band Mojave Lords. He's also, he's in a million bands. Uh, some of you might know him as the lead guitar player from e uh, Eagles of Death Mount. Here we go. But um, anyway, from the desert, or wherever he's holed up in this COVID situation, uh, we're going to have Dave on here, and we're connecting with him right now. Hey, Dave! What's up, Charles? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How's it going for you? It's doing pretty good. I mean, you know, things are pretty crazy out there in the world, but uh, I'm healthy and happy and working on cool new tunes. There you go, man. That's all you can do in these in these crazy times, man. You're looking good. You're looking good. It's good to see You're you. You're looking real good, too. How's everything with you? Oh, uh, you know, uh, life is in session, man. Life is in session. Just finishing records, trying to stay healthy out of this whole thing. You know, uh, I'm engaged to a Pilates instructor that owns her own studio, so I've actually lost 10 pounds in in, uh, in, uh, in the Corona. I've is, lost about 12 pounds, and that's and you know that's just being a little more active, I guess. That's good, man. You know, you got to get out and do stuff, right? Like, I mean, what yeah. else are you gonna? Do? <laughs> I love it, man. I love it so. Uh, it's great to have you on here, man. I, I'm super excited. You know, we've been starting to, one of the things we've been trying to do is just like keep touch base with friends, you know, and like use this time where we're all holed up. We can't go see each other. We were actually coming to at least try to figure out a way of seeing you to get some more recording stuff. But you know, with this whole thing, it ain't safe. So we're not back out there. So I figured, you know what? Let's get Dave on our show and uh, have a little bit of chat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really sad. I wanted to see you guys, but I'm just, I don't know what's going on with the whole COVID-19, you know, it's, there's sure. so many mixed messages going on, but I'm, I have a lot of friends that have had it. I had a couple of friends pass away and, uh, I'm just going to try to stay as safe as possible and keep friends safe as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that's honestly the best thing. And you know, that's all you can do here, right? Is just do whatever seems to make the most sense for you and for the people around you. Cause what we sure yeah. A lot of people making completely different decisions you know what i'm saying unfortunately yeah 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 well not to make this whole thing about covid and all of that stuff man because we can we have a lot of plenty of happy things to be talking about oh i had a request from becky uh she says hello from bat bitch uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> where is becky becky is at her spot it's about 10 minutes away from here um, so she is there with her dogs and she's cooking up right now um, and uh, making some dinner. She'll probably hop on here in a minute too. I, I sent her a thing just like, hey, we're going to be chatting with Dave. She's like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my cool. God. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. Miss you guys, man. We had such a great time when you were out here. Oh, man. It was so much fun. You know, like, I think, like, I always love trying to do new things in recording sessions. And I, and I, you know, as a guy that ran a recording studio for a long time, I kind of get this wrapped up in my head of like, what well, is the way you should do things? And that's one of the things I loved about, it was just like, I remember that one of my, one of my happiest, like, I, there's three or four stories that I tell from that. But one of the things that I was, I was really happy about was, I was like, hey, man, we got this song and we played it like once or twice. And I was like, what do you think for like an amp or something like that? And you're like, 
Well, I got this thing called the Dragon Slayer. And I was like, okay, sold. Let's fire it up, man. Let things sound <laughs> Yeah, man, the Dragon Slayer, the Lanham Dragon Slayer. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I've been, I've been supported by lots of cool people from around the world and lots of great uh, gear donated or, you know, at a very good discount so I could afford it. And it's great because every you gave me a cool pedal when you were here, which was awesome yeah. of you. You'd never met me before and you came in, you're like, hey, I wanted to bring you something cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's some fun stuff. I think uh, there's also a toy piano and some things which you ended up playing on the record that has made it to the final mix of Awesome. And oh, it did good. Yeah, yeah, then there's like this, we have video of you somewhere just like hitting like, bing, bing, and like this like weird little $5 toy piano that is moved from, that has been, I think I've had that in three recording studios in five apartments or houses. And I was just like, you know what? This thing should stay here where it's going to get used. Or at least like I uh, collect dust in a new room with a different person. And maybe somebody will pick it up in a random room and kill 10 minutes and it'll make them happy. Well, it's still here and it has been used on something since then for sure. Well, that's awesome, my man. That's awesome. So what have you been working on lately? <clears throat> we just finished up the new Mojave Lords record, which is great. And I've uh, been working on some Earthling stuff, some of my stuff. Obviously, you know, I haven't unfortunately been able to have any friends over here. So just all my related music for the last few months. And we just uh, finished producing the, a new batch of the Rancho de la Luna Mezcal, which will be back on shelves in probably three weeks, three or four weeks. And all right. that's been taken a lot. And then Bingo and I and our partner, William Wigan, started Rancho de la Luna Records, which we're trying to put together right now. So we're in the infant stages of that, but that's going to be cool. So we'll have to get you back out to do the next album on Rancho Records. Oh, I love it, man. So you're doing your own label type thing or? Yeah, we're starting with my solo record that I put out a couple of years ago and the new Mojave Lords and Earthlings and all of our back catalogs to start with. And then uh, hopefully start bringing in all the cool people you know, like you guys, Mean Heat, you know, a bunch of friends that recorded here that don't immediately have a place to put out their records, you know, especially who knows what even putting out records is anymore, you know? I hear you. You know, are you familiar with this guy on YouTube? He's got a, he's got a channel. His name is Finn. He's got a channel called Punk Rock MBA. Have you ever heard of this guy? What is his name? His, his name is Finn McGinty, and he's got this channel called Punk Rock MBA. No, but it sounds great. Oh, it's it's it's, it's fantastic. Oh, me and he just joined. Hi, I think that's probably Ted or Simon. Who knows? Oh, yeah. You just yeah. missed the plug. Uh, <laughs> you did just miss the plug. Uh, but, yeah, so this guy, Finn, is talking. I just saw something today where he was talking about, like, rock bands in 2020 and, like, what things are looking like. And he's saying how, like, I think this old dichotomy of, you know, putting out this record, like this two-year album cycle and touring and everything just is not, it doesn't make sense in today's modern ecosystem with the with the uh, collapsing of the guard of like these tastemakers, right? Of like, because there was a point in time where if you were on MTV, you sold a million records, right? Or if you were on, and before that, it was like, if you got to, you know, if you were put on in Chicago on FM, like, or AM, like you were everywhere. And now it is so democratized that it's very much like rock and roll was 
back in like the 50s and 60s where if you have two or three good songs, I mean, you can make a career out of it. You yeah, know? yeah. And I think that, that that return to the might of like the single and the music video and the live show and the merchandise is going to be something that is, I, I think we'll see so much more of it, especially like in this, uh, I think I'm getting joined by a puppy here in a minute, especially yeah. uh, <laughs> in this day. Oh, hey, pop, come here. Come on, Morrison. Come here. Oh, we didn't get to bring this guy out. Yeah, the what's happening there? <laughs> but we'll do it next time. Um, so, uh, yeah, so like the democratization of access to music, like basically like what Napster did, right? And then with, with YouTube and everything else, like the ability to somebody just make three minutes on a couple chords and some, some bit of truth and record it halfway decent to actually do something is crazy. Like, Yes, there's big, there's big record company support, but there's, uh, you know, there's all these like alt rappers that are picking up uh, like rock, rock guitars and doing things and making, they're basically like influencers. They're, they're making their own celebrity, right? They're making their own brands yeah. and they're completely funded uh, by themselves. And they're doing more than half the bands in the world these days are. Yeah, things are changing in so many different directions. You never can't tell what the next way of, getting your music or art out there you know it just it's changed a lot since i was a kid yeah yeah it's, it's i mean i remember before the internet and uh the only way that i heard music was getting in my dad's car and it was guaranteed to be one of three things it was either going to be the shell gas station surfing 60s mix cassette which was slamming to this day like parties, fantastic uh, or it was like, you know, Fleetwood Mac greatest hits or, you know, maybe CCR gold or something like that. Um, but I think now with what you have, like, well, nobody's really listening to the radio. Like we just got on little Stevens underground garage this week. You, uh, Rodney Bingenheimer played one of our tracks we recorded with you. And it yeah, was, he's the best. He's amazing. But like now how many people find out about it on that versus all these other things. And I think that's, so awesome that you know if you can build a label and be able to figure out how to put some stuff out and really build a little a little bit of a thing just to get something for the people for your friends you know what i mean like something for because all of this is about community anyway right it's just all of us trying to help each other out and i think the people that work on trying to help them the work the people that work really honestly and don't expect a lot out of it tend to get the most yeah you know I agree. I mean, I've heard that from multiple interviews of people that you've worked with. And, and, you know, I think what I can say is when we recorded at Rancho, like that was just some of the most, we just had a three day party, basically. Like it was great. Yeah, you guys came well prepared. So it was pretty easy. It was just kind of setting up for a few hours and then right into it. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. Also, we just, we just did this um, Instagram live. It was like an hour long. Where we, uh, or, or like 30 minutes where we demoed the whole record. And I kept getting, oh, I kept getting like, uh, to like do a listening party because we can't have people at a club anymore, right? So we did a listening yeah. party. And uh, I got hounded by like, we, we saw, well, I think the party was about a thousand people or so, which you're never going to fit in the club anyway. And I got maybe three or four dozen messages about where the fuck did you get that drum sound, blah, blah, blah. Like, what was the plug in? And I'm like, I don't know, man. We just went into like a guest bedroom of some house in the desert and like, <laughs> like, it, works that was fun man that was a yeah. fun one. 
we'll get you back out here before too long. I have a feeling things will kind of get, if people will kind of do what they're supposed to be doing for a while, or at least trying what is certain people are saying you're supposed to be doing, maybe things will get back to normal-ish sooner, you know? Yeah. Yeah, normal-ish, at least. You know, it's funny. Mean Heat says being prepared is definitely one way of doing it. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Mean Heat went out there with no idea what they were going to do and came away with the whole record. If I remember correctly, Ted told me that you told them they weren't allowed back until they put out the record so they wouldn't have, like, 200 tracks on their album. <laughs> I, I think I might have said that jokingly, but, you know, they every time they came back, they came back with cooler songs every time, so... They were they were the best to have out too because uh, I really love their music and they're such cool friends now you know because we worked together so long and now we're family and uh, that album turned out great so if, it, if oh. you haven't heard Mean Heat's album you better check it out oh absolutely uh, I think I heard them also on Sirius XM on the Dolly Rocks show oh yeah yeah. Basically, only and whenever I get in my car, the only thing that plays is XM Channel Twenty One. Like that's, it's basically, that's it. I don't yeah. really anything else. Oh yeah, so so like, you know, I remember. I think the last time we were talking about stuff, you were talking about, uh, you know, you got some Mojave Lord stuff and some Earthlings things going, and so like, how is all that stuff? Like, what's the future look like for all those projects right now? For for the Mojave Lords. Yeah, yeah. Well, we already <laughs> finished the recording. Is unfuckwithable. Yeah, that, that, that one's pretty good. We, <laughs> uh, but we, we finished all the recording uh, in probably like February and just a couple of little tweaks here and there. And then Bingo and I got together to really finish and tighten it up uh, in um, early March. And then all this kind of went down, but then we just started mixing and now it's all mixed. It's been mastered. William McGuigan has uh, mastered it for us. And uh, I think it's all done. We were, we're all, we all got the uh, masters a couple of days ago. So we're just waiting a couple more days to let it sink in. I'm at the studio now. I've, I've been working on new stuff and then I'll take an ear break for a while, get stoned and then listen to the, the pass of the album again been listening to it on headphones and uh big speakers and then little speakers kind of giving it the whole nine yards now that we're not in a big hurry to do anything you know yeah no no, I, no touring I love, whatever no i love that yeah because like now we're also in a spot where like you can take your time like and going back to this like what does the music industry look like if you have one single you can put that out and like you don't need the whole record like you're not in support you're not trying to get stuff ready for tour support like no. what does that look like these days who knows exactly well you know it's funny because so many people have been doing like live shows broadcasts my friend jesse mallon's been doing some stuff he started in his his home when all this kind of went down and uh, he was just doing acoustic stuff by himself. And then after a while he got his keyboard player in and then they moved to one of his other, he, he has a couple of bars in New York and they moved to one of their bars and now they're doing it from Bowery electric, I believe, or the Bowery ballroom. I mean, and uh, they've got it set up pro now. So he's been doing, I mean, he's done a, a dozen or so of them and it's really great. But it's, you know, it's, it was funny the first time I watched it because 
as cool as it is to be able to watch live music, it's kind of freaky at the end of the song. You don't hear any applause or anything. And, and, and I was like, how do you deal with that? That's kind of, you know, you end and, you know, I, you know, I can see people scrolling th through when he's doing it and they're like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. But, you know, you're playing like right now. I can't see very much. I can't uh, I can only see far away in these glasses. I can't really see what's happening on the phone. I can see people are writing stuff, in it, but I can't really read it. So I was asking him, like, what the hell? You know, he's like, it, he goes, it's weird, but, you know, he really wanted to do it. So if you check it out, uh, it's called The Self, The Art of Self-Distancing. And uh, okay. and it's really, it's really good. He's got a great band and uh, great songs. And he's been around the New York scene since he was a kid. But, yeah, that was, I've been watching that a lot because that's one of the only live shows you can check out. And I've checked out a couple other people's shows. I'm, I'm hoping more people do it so you at least feel you're there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been, I've been seeing a lot of people toy around with the idea of doing like generator party shows, but like close mic everything and yeah. then broadcasting that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's a really cool idea. I, and, yeah, you, you bring up a great point about the lack of the crowd because, like, I remember there was, used to be this channel on cable or satellite or something, um, and it was like twenty-four hours of just live concerts, right? right? And it was rad, but you—it was like festival shots, so it's yeah. like people going batshit crazy. And I mean, it was great, but like to see people play now with nothing as feedback, like, yeah. I think. That things that is so amazing and being on stage is like that exchange of energy right like you're on yeah. stage you're on you get it back and like it feeds off each other like as crazy as i might get i know that like becky's right behind me going ate shit and when she goes <laughs> shit, 30 50 whatever people in the crowd they're going feeding back like there's this whole dance of things that is going on and now it's kind of like um now it's kind of just like uh learning how to slow dance in the mirror or something like that you know it, it's a it's a really bizarre situation oh yeah i was saying you know there's this big exchange of, of, of energy and now it's sort of like i'm trying to learn how to slow dance like in the mirror without a partner and just kind of doing one of these numbers you know and just kind of like and there's yeah. a dip, you know it's it, like it just doesn't feel the same you know it's like practicing magic by yourself like who cares like you know there's no sleight of hand uh yeah i mean I guess that, that's one thing that's happening a lot is a lot of the festivals that got canceled are now showing you know the years before kind of stuff so you can at least kind of watch stuff that has happened so i guess it's better than nothing i mean look at how lucky we are as bad as it is with not being able to really hang out with your friends we have basically magic phones that allow us to do everything like this we have books we have records you know we can talk to our friends we can skype we can you know it's, it's pretty amazing you know can, absolutely it's a beautiful thing 100 percent. like I, I hope that um I think the biggest, like, I've been seeing all these, like, underground shows of all these kids just doing stuff, and, like, I get it that they're trying to rebel, and, like, what's more, you know, punk rock when you're 13 than just doing exactly the opposite of what your parents tell you, 
you know, <laughs> I totally get it, and I'm trying not to be upset with them, but like, you know, we've had like maybe half a dozen people come up to us and like be like, hey, but we got a generator, we're doing a secret show, here's the flyer, there's gonna be a couple hundred people there. I'm like, you guys have fun, man. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, like, it's not my place to tell you what to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend it, but uh, if that's what you're gonna do, man, uh, we've all been, I, I've been a really stupid teenager before. I was a really stupid 20-something year old. I've been a really stupid 30-something year old. Like, it doesn't get much better, but you know, all the same. Yeah, well, people have to do what they think's best, you know. I For now, I think best for me is just to kind of lay low and, yeah. you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking through here and uh, let's see. Uh, mean Heat's very excited that they're here with us and they don't even have to put pants on. And uh, apparently Simon is throwing a piece. Uh, you got oh, nice. more, more than a few Eagles of Death Metal and CKY fans watching right now. Uh, oh, cool, man. Yeah. Oh, Becky I, says, I, I, what's up? I said, I miss those guys. I haven't seen CKY or Eagles of Death Metal guys in a long time. You know, fun fact, uh, I'm actually buying a house right now, and I'm going to be living uh, within, I, I fully expect to see Jesse on some quads roller skates rolling around in front of my house. Oh, yeah. You're, so you're living over near uh, Griffith Park? Yeah, yeah, I've actually, like, we're closing on the house right now, going through escrow, and 100%, um, yeah, yeah, there will be a guaranteed, very high, like, I like to call them Lemmy-style shorts with the, with the pockets hanging out the bottom of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, middle of the day, like, it's going to be a fun time. It's moving to a cool hood, so. That's great, man. Yeah, if you see Jesse out, I'm sure he'll be having... Uh barbecues and crazy parties like he always does he loves entertaining oh yeah well that man is is the man has got a, a certain he's got a particular set of skills you know what i mean and he's very very good at it uh oh, yeah. I, I got to him a few times he's he's a lot of fun and you you spent what like 10 years with him or something like that right i think 14 14 years that thing was going that's that's crazy to think. 14 years. How many records did you guys longer. do? I think 2000, 2002 or three through 2018. So yeah, 15, maybe 15. That's crazy. How many like records? You guys do like three records and what, like a dozen tours? Oh, Eagles? Yeah. Uh, a million tours. We toured, we did so many tours so fun so it's yeah like every i mean every year we toured five or six so 70 oh, tours wow. probably something like that that's crazy i i, I gotta say like, i i i'm in a band with people that toured like that and i never did like i i did like one or two and they were all like regional or national but never the like full-on thing man oh man we toured we toured solid and it was the most fun band to tour with. I mean, 
those songs are so fun to play. The fans are the best ever. Like we we made so many friends touring for so long. It was it was awesome. I miss those guys. It just got a little busy out here, so I had to take a little time off. That's what you got to do, man. You know, I don't. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's got to take care of themselves, right? And Jesse will always be there. I mean, you know, in the time off, I think I did one or two shows with him. Like, I remember one time we uh, did a show with him in a bowling alley, like in the bar section. Oh, nice. With, with a, it's electric? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it was him with a uh, iPhone and and uh, drum loops, and then there's like an, and then uh, somebody else like randomly coming in and playing like other things, you know. That's awesome, man. I really wish I could read the screen from where I'm at. I see that people are commenting, but I have no idea what they're saying. Well, let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, somebody asked Dave, would you ever would you ever rejoin Eagles or Queens? I don't know that you were ever in. I mean, I would, I would always play with those guys for sure. We're also yeah. great friends. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a matter of like, well, you know, right now it's probably not the best time to rehearse the new record, as it were. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I see. Mean, you got to hold on. Find... <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, everybody will be touring soon. Oh, I mean, I, I think so. You know, it's, it's. Um, oh, there's people like secret plan wheels in motion. Jesse is next to Wolf Cannabis, CKY, CKY. Uh, more than a few fans of the tequila. Uh, oh, yeah. And we got some people saying we should record this and put it in a podcast format. Format. Uh, I think Ted oh. is hecking us about are we wearing pants. I'll tell you, Ted, I got, I got cut off jorts. That's what I'm rocking right now. I've got cut off shorts, too. <laughs> well, Great. actually, no, these are, these are some, they're regular shorts. They're not cut off. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, man. I think what else we got? Uh, people are asking. Uh, somebody from uh, Hiroshima Music, great podcast that I did. Some young kids that are just getting started in the world. They're asking, what's your favorite genre to play? Uh, rock and roll. Like, psychedelic rock and roll is a little more fun to play for me. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, it's the same thing for me, man. I just want to, like, get really loud and fuzzy and, like, occasionally say, <laughs> Somebody might dig, but like, let's let just let people boogie. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. Uh, somebody else asked, "How did the lightning song come about?" Oh, well, I was uh, sitting at the rancho with a twelve-string guitar tuned really weird, and there was a lightning storm going on in the park, and I was sitting outside watching it, and that's just what came to me when I was doing that. Well, there you go. Uh, somebody else it's asked, the last... what's that? What's it? Go ahead. Oh, somebody asked, who's the last band to record at Rancho? The last people to record at Rancho? Uh, Josh Homme. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's been going through some stuff. I, 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 is it the, uh, like the, wasn't it like the duet or something that he did? Yeah, I did. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, turned out good. A friend of mine worked on the video too. too. Oh yeah. That was yeah. so like I love that. Um, you know, I think that it's always really 
some artists stick to what they're really good at and some people really push for like new stuff, right? Like for instance, I was having this conversation with somebody on the last one where we were talking about how ACDC basically found a song and then they just made like 30 records that were like that thing, right? And Motorhead found like that yeah. thing. And then you got, you know, like for instance, Josh, if you're talking about him, like, I mean, he's got a sound, but like, you look at the first Queens record versus like Clockwork or the last one that they did or the solo stuff in the desert sessions, like they're all over the place. I, I love the people that can kind of hit all sorts of chords. You know, I'll tell you, when I go to a live show, and I don't know about how you feel about this, but when I go to a live show and the band plays what's effectively this one song for like uh, 45 minutes, let's see if we come back. There you go. There we go. Question? Now we're back. Oh, yeah, it was when you're at a live show and you're seeing bands and the band basically plays the same song for like 45 minutes. Like me personally, I always yeah. get bored. I like people that can switch it up, that, you know, have a bit of showmanship, you know? Yeah, Ween is like the they're the kings of having the best show because they can play every genre perfectly and they have great songs in every genre so they can play for three and a half four hours and you never get bored really i gotta tell you i've never seen a ween show i i i know them from yeah. teenage bag because that's the age that i am and you know yeah. well <laughs> when, uh, for a while i was uh caius's guitar tech and caius and ween did a tour in 1994 and we all became friends and then we toured together when I was in Queens of the Stone Age. We did a Queens and Weens tour. And then they were looking for they were looking for a drum tech for a European tour. And I volunteered because I loved them so much and we we're all such good friends. So I actually did a Ween tour as a drum tech. In, so I've seen them a million times, but they were one of the most fun, best bands. They just they can do everything and keep you entertained. That's awesome. I think, you know, I think that's one of the most overlooked things is is the breadth of a front of a band and the ability, the personality of the front person. You know, like for instance, like I saw you guys play at the Palladium, where you opened for the Pixies, and I think I told you when I saw you guys, like I've seen the Pixies a few times. Um, and I walked out on them when you guys were playing because I already saw the show that I, like, you guys were just that much better. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I had seen them at, like, the Ace Theater, like, nine months beforehand, and it was, like, earth-shatteringly awesome. I think it was maybe the wrong venue, or maybe Jesse was just on it that night, but, like, you guys yeah. were phenomenal, you know? it, it was a really fun night that night. I mean, and the Pixies are one of my favorite bands, too. They always have been. So, and, and now... I'm friends with, you know, I've been friends with Paz for a long time. So that was, it was a really fun show. And we had a lot of friends there. So, and the Palladium, I've seen so many. I mean, I saw the Pixies there on the Trompe Le Monde tour. I saw the, the Damned on the Final Dantian tour. I mean, I've seen so many amazing shows there. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty, it's one of those places that's real special to play. Yeah, it's got that it's got that energy. It's got that vibe. I like it because it's not so big that you feel disconnected. Like if you go to yeah. you know, like if you're at the forum, like it's cool, 
right? Like you get to see the show. Like, I mean, one of the best shows I ever saw was like the Queens, I think it was the tour, it was the tour right before they did like Clockwork or maybe it was the Clockwork tour, but it was like the last show and then they brought out, they, you know, they, they brought out some old friends and ended up doing like the entire rated R record or songs for the deaf as like the encore is like two and a half hours. Like it was like yeah. Halloween. It was rain. Like it started to rain as soon as they opened the doors, like for people to leave, like as soon as everybody walked outside, just torrential downpours. Just, we were all <laughs> anything that we had seen. It was, it was amazing. Um, but also, I mean, I prefer a room that is small enough that you can have that exchange, right? Like, I saw Nine Inch Nails there, and it was a great show, right? And I saw Brendan Small play there, you know, with uh, with uh, Death Clock, and had the whole screen and everything. And oh, you know, that's I think great. It, it, it's it's amazing to have that kind of exchange. And you know, something that we're seeing though is these smaller venues where you get to have that exchange. Is a lot of them are getting like you know shutting down. You know, here in LA, Spaceland just died like last week officially. Uh, we that's terrible. We were the last band to play at the satellite. We we were actually like, so we're making a live record because we recorded the whole thing close to Mike and we did a whole film shoot. Um, and some of the Mean Heat team is actually working on those videos. Um, if I can ever get them away from do working on Mean Heat stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna do like the last night at the satellite. Uh, are, have you had any venues that you really like that you've seen have like been falling apart because of that? Everyone, I mean, everyone is falling apart we're we're, we're going to be lucky if you know a third of the venues stay up if we can get some help for you know some assistance to keep clubs open uh all my favorite venues in new orleans you know they're they're facing some pretty rough times now all the places in la everywhere you know a lot of places are closing in england right now and hopefully you know the cool places will stay open I'm not really sure how they're going to go about it. You would think that in an industry that generates billions of dollars that they could get a little bit of assistance to help people, you know, come along. Yeah, sure. I, I, something that like there's a million dollars in revenue generated a day on Spotify royalties. Like, could that not go to like... Some it definitely doesn't go to the artists that's for sure no no exactly yeah absolutely i'm saying is there any fat of that uh, any any you know any of that that could go like you know i remember there was this idea that we had when i was in florida something that we were kind of setting up in the orlando area um because my local clubs were like will's pub and some other spots i don't know if you have to like the orlando scene um but we were doing stuff where it was like uh they all kind of got together and sort of made like a, a collective. And I know that they do this also a little bit in Asheville where like all the clubs kind of belong to something together. And so like if one club is, you know, they, there's um, like almost like a union as it were of the clubs or like a, a society, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. You know, all these all these royalties, all these spins and all these records and everything that's popping out. It'd be so great to see some of that go to something that can help these venues. Because at the end of the day, like not to get too much into the, you know, uh, music business politics of the world. But yeah. if the record company ends up owning all of the great venues and the only place we can get a ticket and then puts out a business, all the mom and pop shops, like yep. 
You're gonna have the Walmart in town that does all your shows. Yeah. How is, uh, let's see, somebody's asking, how's Pappy and Harriet's holding up? I think they're doing pretty good. I haven't been there in quite a while, but uh, they have been staying open for takeout and doing some outside rock thing. I mean, outside uh, uh, service, but they did, they had a, uh, a show booked Saturday that had to uh, cancel. They, they, they can't have live music, so. They were just trying to do that. But yeah, they haven't really, I, I think they're getting by somehow because they have great food, so they're doing takeout. And I think that's helping a lot. But unfortunately, I haven't gone out a lot. What's that? I haven't gone out a lot? You've, you've frozen up again. Am I frozen oh, no. up? We're both, I can hear you just fine. Okay, good. Yeah, so, you know, I, I really haven't gone out a whole lot. There's not anything really drawing me out since places aren't having live music, and I, I cook, so I'm just staying in. You know, it's funny. Uh, one of the questions here was, uh, who is the best cook and or chef at Rancho de la Luna? The best cook? Yes. Me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever comes in, yeah. I mean, I'm okay. I, I've had a lot of great uh, cooks come through here. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I, I put on a couple pounds when I came out there. We had a good, we had a good time. Yeah, the mean I think uh, guys were good, good cooks. Oh yeah, I think uh, you know they always show up with too much food, which is one of Ted's great uh, shortcomings as a as a as a <laughs> as a member of our society, which is great. You know, I just I found this thing under my under my couch. Oh, nice! Yeah, Brian yeah. O'Connor lives next door. He he cooks over here quite a bit. He's pretty badass. Nice. Oh yeah, somebody just asked, "How's Brian Big Hands O'Connor doing?" He's hanging in there, man. He's a tough son of a bitch, that guy. <laughs> Let's see what else we got in here. Oh, uh, so Sheila uh, Roberts says, please keep taking pictures of the desert flowers. I think we've all appreciated Instagram trying to bring us a little bit of beauty in this crazy world. You know, I, I would love to do that. I just, it's funny because now there's not a lot of flowers. I'm going to walk outside for a minute. There's not a lot of, of flowers anymore, but I did walk by one uh, cactus that I've never seen flower before. And it, when I posted a shot of that the other day. Nice, nice. You know, as I got, somebody- I, got, I, don't know if, I don't know if you saw this, but this is a new uh, BB gun range that Hutch uh, made for the place. Oh, no, no. I remember that we had the BB guns, but I didn't see the range before. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yeah, no, we can see it. We can see it. It's kind of oh, bright. It's beautiful today, though. Not a cloud in the sky. No, it's pretty nice. That is, you know, there are far worse places in the world to have to hold up for a couple months.
I mean, that's the thing, you know, I've been, I've been able to hang out with my lady and the dogs and that's been really nice. We've been, uh, just cooking and hanging out. So that's, that's been the best thing about it. You know, the worst thing is just not friends and being able to hug your friends, you know, and share a yeah. laugh and a joint, but, but we can do it like this. So, so it's not, it's what we got, you know, it, we've had, we've had, I think over at the house here, we've had like three people over. And it was like, we had somebody yesterday and it was literally like, we made a big bowl of guacamole and then put it into two things and then set up chairs outside that were like 10 feet apart with like a table in the middle with two side tables on either side. And we had like one oh, no. uh, this girl, Anna from a band called um, The Humblers who uh, did oh. a record, uh, have you heard of them? I have heard of them. Yeah, they did a record with uh, with Greg Hetson. Um, and uh, so she came over uh, yesterday and we were just chatting, you know, and hung out for four hours. It was amazing. You know what I mean? I've uh, I've known Greg Hetson since 1982. Really? Yeah, well, Greg I, I met them. In I'm from Memphis and uh, we met when the Circle Jerks were on tour. They actually came by the club that we were playing to try to get us to come to the club that they were playing and we couldn't do it because we were playing but then the next time they came through town we opened up for them and then uh greg and keith are actually uh like keith greg henry rollins and jeffrey lee pierce were the kind of the main reasons that i live out here because they kept inviting us to play shows with their bands or their friends bands we we opened for Black Flag, Circle Jerks, Gun Club in Memphis. And then we opened for Gun Club and Circle Jerks a lot out here. And we didn't open for Black Flag out here, but Henry introduced us to a lot of people that we ended up playing with. You got a couple people asking, what band were you in at that time? It was a band called The Modifiers. It was a punk rock. We were, we were, like, we were like the Bad Brains, obviously not as good, but we were country and punk. So we would play country songs and rock. That's that sounds great. Instead of doing, you know, uh, doing, it was it was really uh, gigs, and I'm still out here. So, so there you go. It, it, it got me here. I, uh, I think uh, Ted's asking, "How's Gaddy's? How's who?" Uh oh, Gaddy's the club. Oh, Gaddy's. Oh uh, no, I don't know. I, yeah, I haven't been. By, I haven't been by there, so I'm not sure. We got this guy who's a fan of ours that's out your way. I don't know. I don't remember his name. I, I know his Instagram handle. It's like Sir Don Fifty One or something. He always writes. And he always like trolls all of our posts in big capital letters. But he's always like, oh, "I'm gonna get you guys a show at Gaddy's. I'm gonna get you guys a show there." And I haven't heard from him in a while, so. I'm hoping that that club's doing okay. Uh, I hope okay. so. Too. They were they were really nice to us. I, I played there with uh, Masters of Reality, and we had a really great time. The guy was super cool. It's an interesting room. It's really cool looking. It doesn't hold a lot of people, but it's cool. I, I had a great time playing there. Speaking of Masters of Reality, have you talked to Chris lately? 
I have. I haven't seen him too much, you know. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen him since March, but uh, I haven't talked to him a whole lot, you know. But I think he's doing okay. All right, good, good. Uh, Ted is hounding the chat, asking, shared hallucinations, goddammit. Laugh out loud. <laughs> to hear about shared hallucinations well that was a really fun album because i got to invite all my friends that could do it to play on it and i just retained the rights to that so that's definitely going to be the first release on rancho de la luna records which is great and it's going to be released right at the same time as the new mojave lords and new earthlings and then we got a new earthling single out on last hurrah records i don't i don't know if you're familiar with them they're friends of ours that are super cool they put out kind of limited edition vinyl beautiful vinyl and great artwork our friend otis link he's bad otis link he's an awesome artist he's been around forever and uh he lives out here and he does really great work but yeah check it out last hurrah records they're they're really great people and we put out an Earthlings album with them. We put out the Mojave Lords with them. And now we have the single. So, yeah. We'll, nice. we'll plug those guys because they're awesome. I'm taking a, I'm taking notes here. It's put up in the uh, in the caption for it. So far, I've got, well, you know, the art of self-distancing of self and last two out records and got to see uh, Ween and Pixies. We got a good list here. Uh, yeah. uh, so, also, I guess Simon and Ted are asking about the solo record. Yeah, that's I've been working on that while we're doing it. Oh, I just saw that Will Stockwell was in there. Hey, Will. Yeah, Will's a that great, badass, great guy. Prefer. Yeah, he's a badass. I can I can almost see now because I, I moved to a little lighter place, so I can see a couple of things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the new solo album. I've, I've got a bunch of songs. I just was talking with my friend. Uh, Lila Moss, who's in a band called Duke Spirit, and now she just put out a solo record. And she, I sent her some songs, so she's going to be singing on some of it. And uh, Pete Stahl from Earthlings is singing on a couple. So working on it right now. Fantastic, man. Oh, let's see. Uh, this guy uh, is from Austria, and he's asking, when can he get his hands on some Mezcal? Oh, Mezcal should be ready and available in three to four weeks. Hopefully, uh, it's going to be, I think we're in 14 states. We were in four, but we've grown to 14. And then uh, it's going to be available. Just check our website. It has a, a couple of places. It's RanchoMezcal.com, and it has a couple of links to stores wide. It might be a little, a little expensive uh, sent to Australia, but we're... That's rad. Are you there? I don't know if you can still hear what I was saying. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Last we Did heard, you hear it's gonna be a little. Frozen. Yeah. Last I heard was you said it's gonna be a little expensive to ship to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Shipping is is a bitch, especially shipping alcohol. But we're hoping to get into Australia. We've been talking with a lot of people, and we're trying to work on getting over there. That's awesome. You know, I got a lot of, I have a lot of, it's funny, I actually have to mail something to Australia. Uh, a fan bought a bunch of stuff um, this week. And so it's like, I have to figure out like what shipping is. And I was like, look, you know what, man, like, you wanted so much stuff, just, I'll charge you for shipping and we'll just throw it all in there. Like, I don't even know, like, <laughs> you know, 
whatever it's gonna be because i have no concept but it's like you know a t-shirt a couple of enamel pens a couple of buttons yeah and, you know if the fan wants it i'm not trying to make money on that like like if somebody wants to start a street team and I'm, I'm gonna ask them if they want a street team and i'm gonna send them like a hundred fucking stickers and just like just go tag shit like hit up every men's bathroom in perth for me please. <laughs> yeah it's crazy <laughs> shipping has gotten so insane especially shipping out of like it's not too bad in the states but once you send out anywhere it's like you know and, it, and it's kind of funny sometimes when people are getting merch or albums from you they they think that you're putting this extra charge on them but it's just like hey i'm not trying to make money on shipping i'm just you know but it's just expensive yeah i'll tell you like if you want to send a button because it's a non-machinable letter. It is $3.42 to get it down the street. Like, and that is a button. Like, we're talking, like, a thing the size of, like, a matchbook. Shit. There we go. We're coming back. That's, yeah. There we go. There we go. I can see it. There we go. Yeah, but at least at least and handsome so that's all that really really matters that's true even if like <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing with the time right now like in between like i mean are you binging netflix are you catching up on some books like are you re listening to more records or what are you doing i'm definitely netflixing the hell out of stuff you know prime prime video uh working on a lot of music my girl has just been like devouring books she, she i've been trying to i i've spent a little too much time on social media trying to figure out how things are going i mean there's so much craziness you know i'm trying to get a gauge on what's real and what's not because there's so much propaganda coming at you from every angle man there's some crazy shit going on in the world hopefully it's gonna end up in a good spot but man it's really hard to tell what is real so i've been spending a lot of time oh, researching humanity i like that a lot of time researching humanity well i would i've been finding uh i actually just finished binging all of black mirror that'll give you an interesting perspective on humanity and this dystopian future um for some perspective it could be something i don't know if you're hip to black mirror but yeah, of course. I've seen all, I binged all that at one point, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's funny is in the first month, I actually watched every episode of Cheers from episode one to like the finale. Wow. All right. That's some dedication right there. It was. It was. I, uh, I've been set up uh, at home working from home. So I have like in my room here where it's basically like, you know, I got some guitars on the wall. That's my girl's telly right there oh. and then that's uh my univox high flyer signed by the ventures by the way uh wow, that's then there's a mig 50 and then there's a bunch of guitars my acoustic and some other ones there's a couple new guitars that you haven't seen uh and then i got my tv right there so it's just basically me sitting here working like eight <laughs> hours nine hours a day getting yeah. stuff done uh and uh but yeah next time i see it we'll have at least two new guitars one of them um it's called the Demon Goat, and it's this SG, but I put a baritone neck on it because all my guitars are baritones. Yeah. And 
65 Jazzmaster pickups in it. And then I took out all the switches and knobs. So the, the pickups are hardwired in. Perfect. And so basically, it's just basically a humbucker, but both sides of the pickup are about this far apart. <laughs> That's crazy. That sounds I, I painted it with, uh, with deck stain, and then I did the binding in Sharpie while watching some Seinfeld. <laughs> it took me two episodes of Seinfeld to do the binding in, in Sharpie. That's great, man. And then uh, a friend of mine is building this guitar for me. It's a Billy Bow, but we're putting oh. tele style hardware in it. Um, oh. And uh, it's, it's going to be a baritone Billy Bow with a tele style everything on it, which is so exciting. And I know you as a guitar guy, like you got a million of them. Uh, I got a few. Yeah, you got a few. It's funny. I remember when we were there, we were recording this guitar solo, and, you, and I was like, this is not the right guitar solo. And you pulled out this, like, you know, uh, this Les Paul that was, like, just dripping with, with all sorts of cool stuff. And um, it, was, it was a regular scaled neck, and I just haven't, I forgot how to play a regular scaled guitar neck. Like, so many baritones now. Like, it was like, well, Dave's going to hand you this guitar that's from, like, 1965 and been breathed on by virgins twice a year. And I don't even know how to play it anymore. Like, I can't handle it anymore. That's so funny. You totally nailed it, though. Oh, we had a great time. You know, and, and that's another one of the great stories of, of Rancho. And, and, and it was when me and he was there, too, was that, like, there was a guitar solo where I was literally playing it. And then you got all of your, like, Earthquaker devices and everything on the floor and uh just sat down and we both basically played that solo together oh yeah you're getting requests for a show off of the collection i'll just do you got any you got of a quick part? run through yeah while you're talking yeah show us a couple let's see it let's see get to it let's get like two or three little prize pieces you got me looking at right now yeah. Do what? Let's see, like two or three prize pieces of, of the guitars. A V? Sure. I was just kind of going around to the. It's kind of weird. Like, oh, there you go. Oh, no, I can see. Yeah, there you I go. There's the V. Dude. There's the M. I just got this, this cool one from Dream. Dreams. What can you see it? From Dream Studios, oh, it's cool. little, little tenor guitar. Oh, I love yeah. them. It's a really great sounding guitar. I love the Dream Studio guy. Bill is awesome. Got a few more over here. A friend of mine just brought this back over. A friend of mine had this one made for me. Uh, it's kind of a weird Stratty kind of thing. Oh, I love that. It's like a, Yeah, it's kind of like a bubbly little Strat. Yeah, it's kind of trippy. I haven't had that. I let a friend of mine borrow it for a while, and I just got that back. My gold top is one of my faves. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. Well, I'm frozen now, so. I can still hear you. It's weird. Ugh. There you go. We're back. Oh, I'm gonna show you, Dave. Have you ever seen one of these? That's an Earth. This is a mini Mosrite. What is that? It's a mini Mosrite. No. 
<laughs> but it's like uh, here's my can of liquid death here you can see for scale like it's like yeah. four death tall what is liquid death it um, it's sparkling water from the austrian alps uh and they're and they're really cool like water company that's kind of stuff now and uh they just like sent us cases of this stuff and um great I, love it. I like the name uh, yeah right look at this logo man like how do you not want to try that you do want to try that like i'll tell you it's pretty damn good you know they're not like uh they're not giving us any money i'm just enjoying the hell out of them you know it's yeah it's nice Change from the LaCroix diet that I've been basically on for the last three months. Yeah. I've never owned an Ovation GP. Whoever asked that, I could almost see something like that. Oh, yeah. Phillips has asked that. And then somebody else, somebody else mentioned, oh, yeah, you use the Flying V a lot in the Eagles. Absolutely. Yeah. When I think definitely. of in the Eagles, it's always the Flying V and then Big Beard, just like. <laughs> I love it. Well, man, we're we're coming up on on this before it's gonna shut us off. So, like, um, I just want to say thanks for doing this chat. And like, you know, if there's anything else that you want to just say, or some things, I mean, not necessarily shameless plugs, whatever you feel like. But uh, if there's anything that we didn't cover, or or anything that you wanted to get out, or just some shout outs you wanted to make to some people here, or, or anything else, well, I'd love the last little bit here. Well, it's been great talking to you. Uh, I'm really sorry we couldn't get together to record more of your awesome band, but we will soon as we can. Uh, I'd like to tell everybody to just like stay hopeful and positive and uh, try to find the truth, whatever that means. <laughs> I, I know the truth is out there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is myself. I'm just trying to do the best I can and, you know, Try not to be a dick to people right now, because God, man, there are so many fucking assholes out in the world, as I find by spending too much time on social media. <laughs> I guess that's about all uh, I can say. Right on, man. Right on. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, I was just realized, uh, this killing it hat, by the way, I got this hat because I had to walk off the breakfast. You suggested we go to this old, like, Western-style place for some biscuits and gravy. And I had to walk a couple laps in the dollar store, and I got this Killing It hat. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically just been yeah. on my head uh, for, like, six, for, since, since October. Uh, I got this haircut, so now I don't have the same long hair anymore, and I'm hiding it kind of with this, with this hat. But uh, awesome, man! I, like, it, I, I figured like, you know if I can't like the haircut, headbang, short hair looks like you know. But I'll see if one day I can get my beard as well as yours. But um, yeah, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. I know other people did. We raised some money for the ACLU, which is rad, and we got to chat about some stuff. I'm super excited to hear about the Rancho Records and um. You know, there might be an opportunity at least to do a little something together. You know, I got a guitar solo on this record that uh, we were going to ask uh, our buddy Ernie, but I think he's too busy with body count work, and maybe it's something you could do instead. Well, I'll send something your way. See if you want, if you're interested. But I, I'd love to do that, man. I'd oh, love to 
Well, you know, if we can't we can't be in a room together, at least we can make rock and roll together and smile a little bit. I mean, I'm still in the studio. Just send me stuff. I can fly a solo and send it back to you. Oh, man. Well, that'd be awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dave. I love you, man. I can't wait to see you again. When all this is over, me and Heat and the Cakes are going to come on out. We're going to have ourselves a nice little party. All right. Well, and, you know, yeah. I love you and I love everybody out there, man. Just keep, right. keep positive. Stay, stay loving and awesome. You too, my man. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. All right. Take care. Bye.